0: I'm kind of sick of the weather being, like, rainy. Like, it yeah. was snowing this morning. Yeah. I'm just, like, kind of over it. Yeah. I really, uh, I feel like I really try hard to not complain. And then it's May, right. and I'm, like,
1: well, it's Right, it's May, and it's snowing. So, yeah, for sure. You know, when it's... Like, when we've had the sunny days, I feel like I am in such a better mood, which kind of bothers me, though, that I, like, then it's rainy, and I do feel kind of, like, grumpy and, ugh,
0: but. Why does the weather, like, affect our mood so much? It, it really does. Like, what do people do that live in, like, Alaska? They, they,
2: they, sometimes they, like, go tanning or do that kind of thing just to get, like, sun or, like, the something like that but they take vitamin d and
0: <laughs> that was doing so good until that. <laughs> and that's oh, great we need I'm picking you it myself it's
2: better it's better than you guys picking on me i'm
1: not We're picking, not picking, not on, picking you. on you <laughs> uh uh-uh. you so
2: like she might be but not me <laughs> welcome to it's a good day podcast we are three friends who
1: love to laugh and believe that through Jesus, even the tough seasons are good.
0: You never know what will happen on our show, but we hope you will join us as we find the good things in every day. Hello, everyone.
1: Hey. <laughs> How are you guys?
2: Good. Yeah? I'm good.
1: Even with the, like, <laughs> all this rain. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, my. And
0: cloudy days. Yeah. Okay, okay. for real, though. What do you do? Like when you wake up and the weather is like that and you're feeling sad or moody or whatever, what do you do? Okay.
2: First of all, my personality is a lot different than like there are some personalities that wake up and have a really hard time and the weather changes their mood a lot. Sometimes it does for me every once in a while. But, like, I think to me it depends on what I have going that day. Like, today, like, I could have kind of been like, oh, I'm just going to, like, stay in my pajamas and just kind of laze around because I don't want to do anything because the weather is – But, like, I'm going somewhere, so, like, it's fun. And, oh, I'm going to take a shower and I'm going to get dressed and I'm excited to, like, leave. Mm. And um, But even I think, yeah, for me – I think it has to do with just – you just have to wake up and make a choice and just say today is a good day even though it's raining and it's crappy and it's been raining and crappy for the last week or five days or whatever.
0: I thought you were going to say like five months. <laughs> <For> the last <laughs> five months.
2: Um, yeah. So I think it's about the choice of how you decide to let let the weather affect your mood. Right. But for I think sure. for some people really just – because of their personality like it's harder and I feel like some people can be like oh you're just so happy all the time and it like it doesn't matter no I don't know right
1: just yeah and for me like when it's we've had these like sunny bright days and I just feel so lighthearted and like excited about life and it's more that when I'm like in that high like I realize like why am I not feeling that Every day, right? You know what I mean. But yes. I think too, we've had a long r- winter, and the sun can just feel good.
2: For anyway. sure. And I but. think honestly, there is something to do with like the the chemicals mm-hmm. in the weather that change that can make our mood different. Right.
0: Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Do you have any strategies, Wendy, when you wake up and it's and well, you're feeling those feelings? do you have something specific that right well
1: that's what i was saying is like it's not even that i wake up and i feel grumpy because it's cloudy right but it's just that when it is when the sun is out i just feel like extra right. lighthearted and excited and like all of a sudden like maybe even situations in life that seem like daunting and heavy like it's almost like when it's good weather i feel like oh that's no big deal we right. got this yeah. like i just have like an energy Yes. Where I don't I don't notice that I wake up and it's cloudy and I'm grumpy necessarily. Gotcha. It's okay, just yeah. I sense. don't feel as lighthearted as if it was nice.
2: Yeah. But, anyway. I I think that for me, when I wake up and it's like this and I make the choice to like have it be fun a good day <laughs> I will go and maybe like bake something and light a candle and make coffee or tea and do do things like that like put the music on Mm -hmm. and do things that will lift my spirits and just kind of embrace the cozy rainy cloudy day right yeah that's good what about
0: you Delight years ago I heard Joyce Meyer talking about something she called power thoughts and I made a little song like I took some of the suggestions of things she was saying. I think she was talking about doing it even every morning, which I did for a while. It was years ago. But now I do it more when I wake up and I'm dreading something or for whatever reason the day feels like down. Right. And it's, yeah, I have a little song and I just sing it. And she's and gonna sing it for us yeah, right now. Can you Are you serious? Party? Totally I'd serious. Love
1: that. Can you? <laughs> if I knew it, I would sing it with you. Me too. <laughs> if I do know a little it's bit, like, then I'll
0: Today know. is gonna be a great day. If you know a little bit, I wrote it. I made it. <laughs> oh, <out>. did you <laughs> okay. okay. One. I'm expecting two, three. <laughs> <laughs> oh my word. Anyway, Today is gonna be a great day. I'm expecting good things for today. I can do whatever I need to do through Christ, who strengthens me. <laughs> I don't usually have the snapping in the background. That's fancy. I love that. Anyway, That's it goes good. on a mm-hmm. bit. It's a couple minutes, That's awesome. but <clears throat> it really does help. And I think about that, the psalm where David is saying, like, it's just speaking to yourself and speaking to a soul and saying, "Hey, what's your problem?" Put your hope in God. Yes. Yeah, there is
1: so much power in our thoughts and our words that I feel like um, oftentimes we don't feel like we can control our thoughts or how we feel, mm-hmm. but that is not true at all. When we have the Holy Spirit living in us, like there's so much power. Like right. we have so much power to, <clears throat> to yeah. have positive thoughts. There's
2: power in the tongue and in our words.
0: Exactly.
2: Okay, so today we are
1: interviewing Delight.
0: Yes, we um, are.
1: We're going to talk about her adoption story,
2: and I'm excited. Me too. I'm really excited. I think that the world needs to hear this story because it's encouraging and it's good. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Okay. So, um, start by just telling us about your childhood and your dreams to do with being a mother.
0: Okay, I always would have planned to be a mom. I, yeah, very young. I like to play mom, and I like dolls, and I was the oldest of four, and I liked, when August was born, she was kind of like my real-life doll, and I would just carry her around. And so, yeah, I just, I guess in my mind, it was pretty much a given. I thought I would just get married young and start having children and that's what it would be Mm -hmm. so if i was picturing if someone pictured what my life would be like yeah i thought i would be i just distracted myself because i thought of that song you know that by now should have a man two car seats and a minivan (laughs) that's hilarious (laughs) yeah anyway so
1: yeah that's that was the plan Okay. So then, um, you got married to your husband, Jordan. And so when, when did you start getting nervous that maybe it wouldn't happen? Like, do you remember that
0: time? It's funny because even before we got married, I remember thinking about the fact that not everyone like, not everybody gets pregnant. And I remember thinking like, I wonder if that will, will be me.
1: So this was before you got married?
0: Yeah. Before I, yeah, years before I even got, ever got married. Like I would, I just remember that kind of being in the back of my head. Like that's a thing. Some people don't, some people don't get pregnant or it's challenging or whatever. Mm -hmm. Sure. And then when we got married, we both wanted a big family, lots of children, Jordan even said between five and nine children sounded good to him and I was like nine sounded like a lot but I also felt that I wanted to be willing for whatever God had what what his whatever his plan was Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and we yeah we just yeah we just thought it would happen quickly
2: and so like when you When you got married, like, were you
0: trying to get pregnant or? Well, the first several years, people would, I would always say, well, we're not trying. And people would say, well, if you're not, not trying, then you're trying. And to me, it felt different. But I guess, yeah, it could have went either way for me. Like, I wasn't, Jordan was pretty anxious and ready right away. And I was fine if it didn't happen right away. Like, The same as I pretty quickly when it wasn't happening, I realized why is it that when we're saying we want God to plan how many children we have? Mm. Why were we saying? Why did that automatically mean we were going to have a huge family? I realized, could it also mean maybe that isn't part of the plan? Mm. And I felt I felt open to that. That maybe children wasn't part of the plan mm-hmm. so we weren't necessarily on the same page like jordan that didn't really feel like a good option for him and i remember even talking a little bit about adoption different times and him saying i remember at a bible study or something once him filling out a paper that said would you adopt and he said, if if we weren't able to get pregnant and have biological children, then yes, I definitely would, would adopt. And I think I agreed with him. I loved the idea of adoption, but I wasn't somebody who was just went into marriage thinking we're going to adopt someday. I think for me, <clears throat> it was because I know how hard it is, even the process leading up to it. So yes. for me, I was just like why would we go to all that trouble when maybe that isn't God's plan if, if it's not happening?
2: Right. Mm-hmm.
0: I guess if that makes sense.
2: Yeah. I think that it, I mean, I've heard a lot of stories like you, people do it different ways, like fostering and then they get these kids and they think they're going to adopt them and then they're gone. Or they get a kid that they're like, for sure they're going to adopt and then they're gone. And a lot of emotional heartache Mm -hmm. can be attached to it yeah for sure
0: I always say that if Jordan was if our personalities were reversed that we probably would have started pursuing adoption a lot sooner because he would have been ready and he would mention it but it wasn't he didn't really push for it so I would just kind of you know keep going on where if it would have been the opposite and I was wanting that I would have been more, kept talking about it, or looking things up, or made things happen. Where he was, is just an intent, content personality, enneagram mm-hmm. nine, and you know, he wouldn't have caused the conflict that that could have caused by wanting different, by wanting something different than I was wanting, kind yeah. of thing. Uh.
2: Yep. Um, Sorry. So you were not necessarily trying and was there ever a point where you were trying specifically? I think
0: yeah years passed years passed and we were I'm trying to remember at what point I think different times it would kind of come up in my brain and I would be like oh yeah we still haven't had children and for a while like There was a point where my siblings started having children and a lot of our friends were also married and having children. And so I think it was very recognizable, like, oh, okay, this isn't happening for us. There was one year where I made a list of everybody that was having a baby that year. I think it was 2012 to 2013. And there was like 34 a list of 34 people that I knew that were having within that year that had a baby. So that's a lot. And a lot of them were people who were Jordan's close friends. And so it was really hard on him, harder than me. Like, when someone would be pregnant, people would be asking me like, oh, are you okay? Is that hard on you? And it wasn't really hard on me. But it was on him.
1: So that wasn't hard on you, Delight? Like, 34 people... That you know, all around you having babies?
0: At that point, it wasn't. I really felt so content. I really, I really enjoyed our life, our marriage. It was just the two of us. At that point, we'd only been married two or three years. And it wasn't, I just was, I don't know, I was enjoying it. And I just really felt like I've searched my heart so many times about that season and wondered, like, Was I suppressing feelings? Was I ignoring what was actually going on inside of me? And I was hurting, but I wasn't expressing it. But I really don't think so. I just kept giving it to the Lord and saying, if this is, you know, maybe we're not meant to have children. I really, at that point, I really felt like that was a true possibility. It was a few more years before I started feeling some of those feelings, and they did come. It wasn't, like, all the way up until we have a child now. It did happen, but at that point, honestly, we would be leaving a party and everyone else would be packing their kids up, and it didn't look fun to me. I still had that desire to have children, but it didn't, I I wasn't, like, oh, I would just give anything to have a baby crying in the night. I was like, heck no, I sleep all night. I love it. Like, I just, I don't know. It really wasn't. Mm -hmm. So at some point, I think, I know that there was one point where someone said to me, okay, maybe you are so content, but Jordan obviously isn't. So you need to take that to the Lord because actually you're his wife. And so the fact that you're kind of ignoring that he feels this way and this is hard on him because you're okay is not great. Mm. And so that was good. That was good advice. And I do feel like I went to the Lord and just said, okay, I, I don't want to just be not caring about his feelings because of mine. I want to be honoring his desire. And so I just, I think at that point, I just started saying, "Okay, God, will you give me the desire? And I think that there was always part of it. I was just nervous of what looking into it would bring. I -hmm. think that that was a lot of it, too. It just Mm -hmm. felt easier. Right. Even like medically, like infertility wise, because once you actually know, oh, this is what's going on, you might have to do things to fix it or that sort of thing. Or if it's adoption-wise, it it's a lot of work, I knew. And I think it just seemed easier, honestly, to just keep on going. Our mm-hmm. life was good. Why, why rock the boat, I think. Yeah. So at some point, though, I really realized that, yeah, I think maybe it was just the Lord changing my heart then. Like, you know, I think he just did start working on me. And there was a point where I just realized like, okay, I do want this. I think it helped. One of the things that got me to that point was the fact that I was getting older. Like at that point I was approaching the end of my twenties and I was realizing like, Oh, I do want to have children. And like, if it doesn't happen soon, like I'm going to be, it felt like a really old mom. Mm -hmm. And I realized, Oh, I don't want to be, I'd like to be starting this journey at least in my thirties at that point was coming up quickly. Mm -hmm. So I think that was part of, part of like a catalyst to getting me to say, okay, let's look into this. And so there were different times too, where maybe we would be more actively trying, but it all kind of, it was fall of 2016 that in general we were saying, okay, like what do we need to do to have a baby? And so we started Paying a lot more attention and, and I was doing things like taking my temperature and, and keeping track of my cycle and stuff like that. And I really, I started taking some supplements, some different things, wondering if maybe that would help. And there was, there had been one time where I really, in that time where I thought I was pregnant one summer and I, I still don't know what was going on. I still wonder if something was maybe, but I, it wasn't anything that I ever, um, figured out medically what was going on. And I, and I was sad that time that I wasn't pregnant. So I think I knew, and that would have been the year before. So I was starting to get to that point of, okay, I do want children. And so in the fall of 2016, I was feeling also like, okay, it's going to happen that I was going to be pregnant. We were at a church service, and they called up anybody who wanted to have children. And I asked Jordan if he would go up and get prayer, which is not super typical for him. And he was willing. So we went up together, and that felt very very vulnerable and very Mm -hmm. like, okay, really admitting, like, we want this, and it's not happening, and that's hard. So Mm -hmm. that was kind of, yeah, one of the first times that I really... I feel like that's when the, even though the journey started years before, in a way for me, that's when my journey of desiring it started. Mm -hmm. And, but even through that winter, I didn't feel like I had, I don't know, I never had something from the Lord where I felt like he said, you're going to have children um, until the next spring at some point I did feel like he spoke to my heart and I really felt like, okay, it is going to happen at some point. And it was interesting that same winter as we were thinking about wanting to be pregnant we, and we started looking medically into it and that kind of thing, um, you know, doing different testing and things like that. At the same time, I started saying, I started saying, okay, God, Like, if we're supposed to adopt someday, will you put that desire in my heart? Mm -hmm. Because the same thing, even that, Jordan felt more willing than I. Not because I didn't love adoption, not because I wasn't interested. I think, again, it was the work of it. I think I felt like, yeah, he's willing because I'm the one who is going to do all the paperwork. So I feel (laughs) like it might be a lot and I might feel alone in it, which when the time came... It wasn't like that at all, and he was great, and he was very helpful, and yeah, but I think that was a fear of mine, so I started reading books. I started, just started following podcasters and bloggers and just different people that had adopted, kind of as a precursor to even being ready to adopt, which it just was interesting that the Lord did that, Mm -hmm. Um, because then that summer... When we got the news from the doctor, you know, the doctor said, okay, medically, I think this is impossible. And even the doctor said, even the doctor said, you can, you could adopt, you know, we need people, we need good people that are adopting children. And it was just Mm -hmm. interesting that even the doctor said that, and he did say that we could go further medically. But I think at that point we both felt like, why? Yeah. Like, let's adopt.
1: Right. It sounds like God was preparing your heart even for that, to hear that and know that, that it wasn't, maybe wasn't something that you were ready to pursue, something further.
0: Yeah. That summer, then when we walked out of the doctor's office, I remember Jordan saying to me, okay, how long before we can adapt? You know, and me saying, well, it's not a short process, but it felt like that was July, I think. And it was like, okay, well, let's get started. Like, let's figure that out. But even at that time, it felt super overwhelming. Like, I just felt very, I had no idea where to start. I had no idea. Mm. Even now, like in the end of the story that we have a child sitting here with us, that kind of blows my mind. Like, mm. how did we get through all of that and figure it out? But it was God and right. he was just, yeah, really amazing.
1: Yeah, isn't it funny, like how you can look at something ahead and it just seems impossible and seems like this mountain, but then just slowly we're climbing it with the Holy Spirit guiding us. Mm -hmm. And
2: then before we know it, it's like you can look back and you realize, Yeah, you did it. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was even thinking about just the, like you were saying, different podcasts or blogs that you were listening to. Like it seems like it was way before you had even had those tests and that it just kind of happened. It's not like you were necessarily pursuing that, were you? Like it just, you, you started listening to some things and they just happened to be talking about it. And then, I don't know, it just seems.
0: Well, like I said, I asked the Lord like to change my heart about adoption. Right. So I started looking for oh, okay. people that had adopted. But probably there was some of both. You know there are probably situations of you start you know it's like any subject when you start thinking about it even a little right. bit, you notice it lots right. of places, but. yeah,
1: okay, so you're ready to start the adoption process, and um were you ever concerned like with finances and and like how did you find the agency to go through? like how did all of that come about then after you're ready to go for it?
0: Yeah. I think even that day, like, we started looking at different things, and I was kind of doing some research, and it, yeah, was very daunting, and I made a couple, I sent a couple emails, like, they were just, it felt kind of funny, like, wow, okay, we're, like, we have to do this. It's not just gonna happen to us, like, it's not just, like, you find out you're pregnant one day, it's, you have to go to an agency or whatever, and we didn't even know... There, there's so many variables like older children or foster care or international, domestic. There's just a lot. And so we looked into different places and there were a couple options that seemed like maybe good options but they just didn't seem right. I remember particularly I brought one pamphlet or something home and there was an orientation we could have went to and it, it sat on our table and Jordan and I talked about it and then the date came and went and I hadn't necessarily felt like like we should go to it or necessarily I think I was waiting for kind of him to say like hey let's go to this anyway so the date came and went and I was like we didn't go to that orientation and he said yeah I just didn't feel like it was the right one or whatever and I was like oh well that's good to know that he's having feelings (laughs) or thinking about it kind of thing Um, And then it was pretty amazing how it actually came about that we found our agency. Um, There was a woman who knew knew our situation and she happened to see my mother-in-law, I think it was, and Mm -hmm. she said she had known about this agency and she told her and said, will you please tell Jordan Delight about this agency? I just think it would be perfect. and I remember then when Peggy you know said I want to tell you about this and she told it she told us about it and I was like okay and it's interesting because they don't have a lot online so I think I hadn't necessarily even seen it because I was looking online so we right away that day my sister-in-law sent me like she just looked it up and there was a little information or a phone number. So she sent it to me and I, that was in August, the beginning of August. And so I called and they said, we have an informational meeting that, you know, we would invite you to. And you can't do an application or any of that be- until you attend that meeting. So the guy asked Jordan and he said, yeah, sounds good. <clears throat> the agency is about an hour and a half from our house. So... I called, and she said, you'll get a letter in the mail inviting you to the orientation. (laughs) So, yeah, that's what we did, and we got the letter in the mail. I remember that day feeling very, like, just even when it came, I literally carried that letter around for the next couple months. Like, it just, as if it was... Like, the letter, I still have it, and it's so, like, tattered because I was just carrying it in my purse, like, showing people, like, look, this is something that's going to, that mm-hmm. might happen, you know? So... Hang on. I just love that because I remember
2: um, just seeing that letter, and I feel like on your part, it was, it was hope. Right. And it was, but even you doing that, like, that was, like, faith that you were... Carrying it around and so excited about it. And I just, yeah, I remember how excited it was, mm-hmm. how exciting it was. And it was so, it was so special. And I feel like that was just like a step of faith. Like, this is something that right, this is, is going to, going to be something yep. special.
0: And when we went to the orientation, or it wasn't really an orientation. It was actually just information. And that night we ended up filling out an application right away there that night. And I remember feeling like there were so many things that lined up, even the fact of I struggled with what what age child would we adopt or different things like that. And Jordan was very confident in the fact that he was like, no, we want a baby or a young child. And I think I see such a need of older child adoption that it felt, for me, it felt kind of selfish to just say, that's what we want. And I was struggling with that, but obviously you need to be on the same page with your spouse. So there wasn't much I could do about it, but it's still in my heart. I had some guilt about that of even of desiring a baby. And I think part of me was like, if I'm going to, yeah, I mean, I think anybody might desire that. I think it's really special when people have the heart to bring older children into their home because I just think it's amazing and it's very needed. It's mm-hmm. incredibly needed anyway. So when we got to the agency and we were filling out the application or just from the information, we learned that our agency only did, only does adoptions of children under two years old like that's all they're like certified for and so even that just felt like an answer from the lord like i didn't have to mark that down on the application i didn't have to say it didn't have to feel selfish it just that's where the lord led us and that was good so uh we filled out in the application that night and then it was quite a few months like four months before we actually were able to go and start the home study process so that time of waiting was felt kind of long but we knew it was coming I remember calling one time just to make sure like you st- it's still a thing right you know and they said yeah we've had a lot going on here at the agency but we yeah you know we'll call you when we're ready to start the next group mm-hmm. so you asked too just about finances and in that time we that felt also very big because it is expensive and it wasn't like we just had the money sitting there and we I felt very strongly that God would provide Hmm. for that but it also felt yeah big and overwhelming and we the summer before that summer when we first were looking for an agency and stuff Jordan had 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 a couple big surgeries and had some medical issues. And we, the Lord really provided for us during that and used a lot of people to give us different things. And even at that time, somebody bought us a brand new fridge. Like our fridge was broken and it's not like, yeah, it just was amazing. They just had it on their heart to do that. And I remember the Lord Speaking to me, just it's hard to receive sometimes, especially big like that. Something that felt like okay, a, a fridge didn't fix Jordan's medical problem, but yeah, it did, right. it did help in that time, mm-hmm. like just feel like, oh, okay, because our the one we had was broken or whatever. But I remember saying to Jordan, like, okay, we need to be able to receive these things. Well, first, I felt like God said to me about the fridge, like, you asked me, you asked me for a new fridge and I gave it to you. And I did that because I want you to realize that when you ask me for things, like I, I want to give them to you. Mm. And it felt like a, a small thing compared to adopt an adoption. And so I remember saying to Jordan, even like God's getting ready to give us the money we need to adopt. Like we need to be able to receive these smaller things. So... And it did, you know, people did just start giving us money. And it was that winter then that, that the Lord put a friend of ours put on his heart to do some fundraising for us. And within different people had also, there was other money too. And But when he kind of put it out there that we were raising money for an, our adoption, within 10 days people had like pledged or whatever to give all of the money that we needed (laughs) like the whole amount and yeah it just happened so quickly and it just really blew us away and it felt very just we knew it was God and Mm -hmm. one cool thing about that was that when we first had started the process I was I was very tempted to kind of put it out there myself, like that we needed money. (laughs) I remember different times people asking, like, asking about, you know, you're thinking about adopting or whatever. And I would always want to say like, well, it's a lot of money, so I don't know. Like, (laughs) and at some point, I probably did that a couple times with the thought of like, I want people to know in case they want to give, which feels very like vulnerable to even just say that. But that's, that's where it was. But at some point God, I felt like God spoke to me and said, stop doing that. Said, I want to provide this money for you. This is my thing and I want to do it. But if you're going to be kind of asking for it yourself, that's not how it's going to work. I Mm -hmm. want to provide it for you. And after that, there was a couple of times where I was still tempted to do that. And I would stop myself and realize, nope, God said to keep my mouth shut about the fact that we need money because people wouldn't have known. We'd been, we were pretty established. We'd been married, you know, what, like seven years at that point. I think people could have felt like we had the money saved. Right. We didn't, but.
1: And I think a lot of people probably don't even realize how much adoption costs. Like we hear that it's so expensive and, but still probably most people wouldn't even have an idea of how much exactly it would
0: cost. Right. Yep. So in that, I felt like I was obedient to what the Lord had asked me to do. And it doesn't mean ever that you shouldn't raise money for your own adoption or something, but just in our case, that's what I felt like God said. So when our friend, it was very out of character for him to put it out there and be asking people for money. It's not really a normal thing that he would do, Uh, but he did and people gave and it just was, I felt so strongly that the Lord said that a lot of that, that my obedience was why, you know, he, he did that. That I, that I obeyed and trusted that he would bring the money in, and that's why he did. So before we even started our home study, uh, we pretty much, pretty much all the costs were covered, or we knew that people were planning to give us that money or whatever. So, right. yeah,
1: okay, so that was amazing. So, um, before you got the call, though. Of baby Harrison that we know, but um, so there was something scary that kind of happened, right? A time that with the agency,
0: yes, our agency. Once we got, we went through all of the home study stuff and we got approved and all of that, and then we were just waiting. And it felt. What was the
2: timeline of that? Like, when did you? Like it was the the summer of two thousand sixteen that you decided that you were going to start thinking about adoption and then the next January
0: 2017 is when we knew that we were going to actually pursue it like when we had that doctor appointment and then it was 2018 like spring that we started our home study yes sorry so by summer of 2018 our home study was completed and we were just on the waiting list kind of thing and we had no idea how long it would be but yeah, we just felt I f- so many people said, I think it's going to be quick. I think it's going to be quick where to me quick was like, oh, well maybe a month then I was kind of, you know, thinking I felt different things like, well, maybe it's going to be in this month or maybe it's going to be the, before the end of the year, or mm-hmm. there were different things that I, that felt confusing to me. Cause I felt like, why do I feel like God says things that don't always happen I think that's one of those unknown things that we just have to continue to trust God and trust that he speaks to us because there are things that he speaks that do happen, but there's also things that you feel like he speaks and it didn't happen. And that feels very Mm -hmm. confusing. Mm -hmm. Um, Even the end of last year, I really felt like a baby was going to come before the end of the year. And I trusted God that it would be the right thing and in his timing and obviously now that I have my son I wouldn't have wanted it he wasn't born until February so I wouldn't have wanted it to be last year because I think he's the right child to be in our home but it's still kind of confusing well Mm. why did I think that why did I pray that why did I but I still don't have an answer for that and I don't know if we ever will for that kind of thing anyway but last fall we got a call that our agency was possibly shutting down um because of the poli- some of the policies they have because it's a faith-based organization uh, the state was wanting them to change some of their policies and so they called us pretty much saying they were going to be shut down so that was very that was very devastating mm-hmm. and even that was very confusing because I mm-hmm. felt like god you let us right here you you know you knew you it all felt so right and it felt like what God was doing. Mm-hmm. So it felt super confusing that it was only for a couple weeks until we got the call back that actually they had some lawyers that were going to fight and they're, they're still in that battle currently, actually. But they said, you know, if you want to hang in there, we are hoping to be able to continue adoptions. So uh, we said we would, we didn't, we looked at other places and we had looked into a couple, but there just didn't, it was the same. We were back at square one. Really. We were, we still didn't see other places that seemed to fit or be where God was leading. So we just, yeah, continued to pray and trust that I just kept saying, God, there has to be a reason. Like we, we must be with this agency for a reason because why would a you, why would you lead us here just to have them closed down? It just didn't make sense. It just Mm -hmm. didn't feel um, like that would. So that was really, you know, now it feels like, oh, well, like you said, looking back, things feel so much different than when you can see the ending. Right.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: It felt, yeah. I mean, I cried for days. It just felt devastating. Like, God, we've come all the way this far for them to be shut down. And I just... At that point, there wasn't really any hope. So I felt I didn't even have hope to cling on to. I just had to trust God and say, okay, God, whatever you're doing here. And even still, even though I feel like you've said we're going to have children and all those things, I still trust you, even if not. And it's interesting because the day before we got that call, I was sharing a little bit of our story with some people. I saw it in a cafe in town, and I said to them, I said pretty much those exact words, which felt very, like, crushing the next day, but it was, I think, the Lord preparing me. I said to them that it felt, I felt like I didn't know you can be on a waiting list, but that's no guarantee that there's ever going to be a child for you. <laughs> and I said... I think it's sort of like Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, like when they went into the fire and because they wouldn't bow down, like the words they said was, our God is going to save us. You know, if you put us in that fire, our God's going to save us. But even if he doesn't, we're still not going to bow down to your idol. And that was the example. I don't know if I'd ever used it up until that point. Maybe it was. I I don't remember for sure. But that was what I said to those people. I said, I feel like that, like trusting God to bring us a child. But even if he doesn't, I'm Mm -hmm. still going to trust him. Mm. And then the next day that we got that call the very next day. And so it felt very tested, like, Mm -hmm. like, oh, I just was saying yesterday, I'm going to trust God no matter what. And I had to.
2: Yep. Yep. We had to. Are you still going to trust me? Yeah. So. (sighs) It's crazy. Yeah. So then what happened? (laughs) You just were waiting and, and praying and, but there was a little bit of hope in just, just.
0: Yes. Right. They were able to do, you know, they were still able to do their adoption program wasn't completely shut down. So when they called us back, that did give us some hope, but it still felt like they could call any day and say it's over. Like here's all your money back kind of thing. Yeah. Or would they give us all, you know, would even the money we had already spent, would we get it back? That kind of thing. So we did actually get one, one call that our profile was going to be shown, which that felt exciting because we didn't know if they could even show them at all. And, we, we didn't tell anybody. We didn't even tell our parents or our, yeah, we didn't tell anyone. We just were praying and we were excited thinking maybe it would happen. And then we got the call that another family was chosen. And even that was very difficult and felt like, what? You know, but the same thing. We just had to continue to trust and it just was interesting because like less than two months later was when we got the call that was the, the actual call, you know, mm-hmm. and it just felt like, yeah, just felt like God knows what he's doing and we, we trust him, but it's hard. Right. Even...
1: But all of these little things, like you able to just tell the whole story like that, um, it just shows that God's hand is in your story. He, like he's, he was making your story and all of those little things just bring him glory. Like even though this happened, I still trusted. Even though this happened, Mm -hmm. I still trusted. And God still walked you through to the end. Like all of that um, just creates a story that you can then bring God
2: glory through Mm -hmm. and encourage other people.
0: Yep. So the day that uh, our caseworker called We were, Jordan and I both happened to be home and we figured she was calling about something else. So we didn't even really, up until then, every time my phone rang with a number I didn't recognize or something, I was like, "Ah, maybe this is it. You know, when the agency had never called with a different number, it was always, it always said our agency name when they called for anything. So why every time it was a telemarketer, I thought maybe it was the agency. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know. Up until the day the actual call came, We got, I I had a missed call from a number I didn't recognize. And I had just, I think I ignored it because I just assumed it was a telemarketer for once. Usually I'd be like, maybe it's something. (laughs) But at that point, I wasn't even at all. I just, yeah. So (laughs) then I saw the voicemail and it was our caseworker, but I still assumed she was calling about something else, even though it was on a number she had never called before. Like, it was her personal number, which she had always called from the office before. So, but she wasn't in the office that day, but it was a big deal, so she was calling. Anyway, so I called her back, and she asked if Jordan was with me, and said, put me on speakerphone. But still, we just thought she was giving us information about other things. And then she said, "Um, I'm calling about a little boy that was born yesterday. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. Yeah. She just gave us the information about him. Um, She said that he was in doing well, but he was in the hospital and would be for a couple weeks. And we, yeah, she said, we're going to go meet with the birth mom, but if all goes well, she'll sign a surrender tomorrow and then we'll do your paperwork and you can come. Like tomorrow will be your placement day. And we were just like, (laughs) we couldn't believe it. You know, we just were looking at each other and. She didn't have much information at all at that point, but she gave us what she had and said, we'll call you back in a few hours. And yeah, we just were like, wow. And even that though, you still, you know, things can change. Yes. Like it's adoption and that's just how it goes. You know, the mom could change her mind or something could go differently or yeah, there's a lot of things that could be. So at that point it was, we had to actively, move towards it while still feeling like what if what if this isn't it and that that next like whatever it was maybe like 18 hours was kind of difficult you know we started we started with getting ready to prepare for the next day and go and because he was in the hospital we knew we didn't know how long he would be so we had to pack up clothes and things like that and we told our parents that evening and then the next morning was very difficult when we were waiting to hear that she had signed the surrender because it felt like, okay, we're all ready. We're ready to drive to our son, but what if like, but in a, in just an instant it could change and it right. could not be it. So that was just very, yeah, nerve wracking. So then eventually um, they called and said, you know, it's done. She signed and you know we were on our way and we went and did all of our paperwork it took a few hours but then within a few hours we were there and we were with him and it was just very it was very surreal like okay 24 hours ago we didn't even know he existed and now he's our son and we're holding him and (laughs) I
1: can't imagine
0: yeah it was very very crazy (laughs) but you know we were excited and It felt natural just to do it and have him, but it also was like, yeah, just, it's funny how you can be so, you're anticipating something, but you don't know when. So the fact that it happened so quickly was also very overwhelming. Right. Mostly in a good way because you, you feel ready, but you don't really know what to actually expect. So. It was right. pretty crazy. But Well, even to hear you good. say
1: like it happened so quickly when you've been telling your story and it's like right. it didn't it didn't seem like it happened so quickly. Right. But then the end
2: it just I can't imagine that. Yeah. Yeah. How that must have felt. Tell us a little bit about telling people. Like what were what was people's what was people's response?
0: It was to... fun that people didn't know. Like we didn't know either, but it was fun that people didn't know. So as we got to call or video call or just phone call or text different people and friends, it was very exciting just to say, hey, guess what? We have a son, you know, and they were like, (laughs) what? So, yeah, that was pretty cool. Very. It was a it was hard a little bit because we were sort of torn because he was in the hospital. And we couldn't really be like FaceTiming there. And so we were like wanting to tell people, but also wanting to be with him. So it was a little bit of a, <laughs> um, attention there, but we, yeah, we had fun letting people know and everyone was very excited and yeah, it was good. So then he was in the hospital a couple weeks and then we got to come home. We were very thankful. Um, we were blessed to get to meet both of his birth parents and have a little relationship with them which was cool and yeah just so thankful that we can tell him about them as he grows up and just the amazing amazing choice that they made to place him in our home and yeah we're pretty thankful it's amazing
1: okay thank you delight for telling us your story you're welcome we love baby Harrison yes we do such a cutie all right so
2: guys what's good about today Okay, I'm really thankful for my husband today in general. Just this past weekend we had a lot going on and he was very helpful even though we had, it was just, we had a few little conflict things but we worked through it and he was helpful with some um, dish washing and setting up tables and going to pick up things, different places to get everything set up for a, our dinner that we had and yesterday who was home all day, which was just nice to be with him. And I just love him. I'm thankful that he's in my life.
0: Mm-hmm. He's The best. Yeah. Yep. What about you, Delight? <laughs> I guess I would just have to say that Harrison is sleeping long stretches at night, Woo-hoo! which is a blessing. Like even I feel like at the very least I'm getting at least like a six hour stretch. And that just makes a lot Big difference, if you could sleep six hours at one time, mm-hmm. that you feel better in the morning. So I'm not quite where I'm just like, oh, I just feel back to my normal self. Not that I ever will, but I feel like I'm getting there. So one of these days I'm going to try to exercise even. Woohoo. Ooh, good <laughs> idea. Yeah. Woo-hoo. It's pretty well, fancy. It's a little hard <laughs> to exercise when it's raining. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. For what sure. about you, Wendy? Except for that I have a gym membership. So. Okay. <laughs> no excuses there.
1: Okay okay so i don't know i'm just really thankful for my family we spent a lot of time this weekend together um hanging out and i love being with my family and i love my husband and he's been awesome so yeah that's what's good about today for me
2: all right awesome well guys have a good day and next week we're going to talk about questions that you guys send in to us so we're really excited about that Mm
1: -hmm.
2: we hope you send in the questions we have like a question from new zealand
1: i saw
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) totally for sure so So many interesting names we're going to get to as
1: many as we can but um yeah we might we might not get to all of them but that's okay (laughs) for sure every month Mm
2: -hmm. definitely all All right right. well guys have a good day have a good day (laughs) yeah